Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts and fake press Find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pit Then I'ma kid, rock it up and down your block Go with a bottle of scotch and watch lots of crotch Nedge, I woke up today feeling wistfully nostalgic for... I don't know what I feel is now a bygone era. I don't know if it's because I've been watching a lot of your clips and trying mm-hmm. to get into the headspace for today or whether it's just I'm at that age where responsibility is expected of you. Yeah. Maturation is the supposed social order of conduct. And I just kind of feel like with the, the stuff that we'll get into with, you know, Balls of Steel and everything that you've done over the years and I guess just culture as a, a more loose thing back mm-hmm. in our day let's say not to be the two old guys sat on the balcony yeah like yeah Wattler and Staldoff from the Muppets looking down but I, f- I yeah. feel like the world has definitely changed and obviously you know as you get older you're changing within it mm-hmm. um do you feel like that do you feel like as a guy who's you know kind of had the crazier younger wild years the part of you does still miss that so as we sit here and I edge towards a significant birthday what is yeah. it the big four oh let's let's not talk about that um yeah I, I agree i know what you're saying i agree with you i've had a lot of fun you know and i've always maintained this sort of crazy persona but yeah you're edging, you know i've got two kids now i've got businesses but yeah i'm i'm still i can't help it you yeah. know i'm still you are who you are yeah there's still there's un, there's uncharted territory there's things i want to do there's things i want to film there's things i want to produce 
and they all sort of fit in that. God, has he really done that? Kind of, I guess. Well, Pritchard's at that stage at the moment, I think, with his vegan stuff that yeah. he's launched, you know, and it's kind of the ultimate redemption story, really, is, you know, Wild Man to Iron Man was the name of the documentary that he made. Yeah. Um, and he's managed to cultivate that passion alongside, you know, the, the crazy past and make it work within this kind of context of, oh, I've turned my life around, but still I'm me. And I, I've massive admiration for Pritch, you know, I've known him for a long time, as I know you have as well. And yeah, he's, he's done that remarkably smoothly. And, you know, I spoke to him recently about doing some live stuff and he just said, you know, Nigel, this is a really terrible This impression. is really good. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore, you know. That was more Tom Jones, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Pritchard here. The green, green grass of home. <laughs> yeah. And I, I completely understood what he said. He said, you know, and I think he mentioned it on your podcast as well, you know, with him. Does, do an audience want to stand there watching a 45-year-old bloke shove things up his ass. Yeah. And, I mean, the answer to that is probably yes for some of these guys, is, but yes, he doesn't want to do there's it. there's something slightly depressing about it, isn't it? Yeah. For the and, audience and the performer. And I completely understand that. And, you know, we, we used to tour sort of, you know, um, not together, but, you know, we were doing circuits at the same time. And I completely get what you're saying. Who were you touring with? Or were you going out solo? Well, we were, it was Nedges Urban Sports Live, right. after all, you know, the ball stuff. Yep. And they would be out doing the Sanchez stuff or pitching a daint. And we'd see, it's weird because, you know, you'd see the names. Oh, we're in Cardiff, they're in Swansea, you know, all this kind of thing. You've done it yourself. The same kind of venues as well, because they're yeah. not quite like music venues. They're those like weird, almost yeah, yeah, leisure yeah. centre style or, yeah. or like bars. Just or, a lot yeah, of bars. Yeah. And it would be, you know, you'd see your name up there. Because I would just turn up, you know, with my Nathan who DJs and tour managers. This is the musician guy. We'll come to him later on, I'm sure. Um... And they'd be like, Nedge from Boston Steel, Wheelstone Raider. Remember that guy? <laughs> no. So like the, guy, the geezer at, was at the football match going, uh, you want some? I'll give it you. Remember him? No. You don't but, remember him? No, no, He was no. like, you know, internet famous for five minutes, whatever. You know. Right, so he would have been one of the first like internet sensations. Yeah, that was, I can't, that's got to be at least seven, eight years ago, maybe now. Guys like that, you know. Um, Making it work. Because that's the just, thing as well. When you strike that, you want to keep it going, don't you? Because you know that stuff like that doesn't necessarily have the longevity of a band. Yeah, absolutely. So whilst there's fire in the or iron in the fire, mm. you've got to keep it going, right? Well, we're all milking the cow, aren't we? Yeah. To a certain extent, but you know, these we're at an age now, and and well, then and certainly still now, I would say, where you can blow up on, you know, you can go viral, and then oh, you're something. You know, these guys are going viral, and then they're being put in front of us on celebrity reality shows and the like and I just find it well without any discernible skill or talent well you said it not me but absolutely I mean and this is like coming back to what you said initially from the off yeah it's bizarre isn't it it really is it's kind of hard to get your head around I mean these you know Jen what are we on now Jen yeah is it yeah it's something like that they must be just like yeah okay this is well, they like drinking is unfashionable. You know, it's it's good. It's cool to be healthy because I guess they all want to present this perfect image of their lives via Instagram and Snapchat and all yeah. of that. So it's not necessarily about having fun. Like when we were kids, you were you were <laughs> offline. Like the second you left your parents' house, and well, let's let's I guess start there with your childhood. Is you know you would you'd go out for the night, and mm. your phone, if you had one, would be in your pocket because all you would do with that is call and text, mm. and you weren't filming your mates drunk like passed out on the floor. And thank God. Yeah, because all that footage would just be out know, there, wouldn't it? When we first started, do, you know, being teenage boys, whatever you want to call it, it, there was a few of us who had phones. I, I didn't have a phone. 
and it was before you know this is what i mean people don't believe it it was before you had cameras and all that kind of thing my mate had this big brick phone that he had for years <laughs> just like he, he couldn't even fit in his pocket you know but i mean some of that stuff yeah is best left Although I'd like to watch, you know, some of the... For your own personal enjoyment. Yeah. yeah but God, well, we yeah. used to film a lot on mini DV tapes. Yeah. And I still have probably about 35 hours of raw, unedited, stupid stuff of me and my mates, you know, recreating the kind of stuff that you would see in Sanchez and Jackass yeah. and all of that. And I own that and I have that, but thankfully it's not anywhere online. Well, we were doing... <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is, there is that too. I mean, we were doing that kind of thing, me and my pals way before you know it's before um sanchez and jackass and and i and i actually remember a, my parents went on holiday which was always a bad move um i had all the boys sitting around and we we're sitting there with beers and stuff and, and we were like 17 ish um left college you know leaving college i'm going right guys and I, I i sort of had in my head this picture of you know, like I'd be the lead guy in this sort of nutty troupe of yeah yeah like a johnny a, knoxville type yeah yeah exactly like johnny knoxville and I was saying, well, look, you've got this guy here who, you know, he's always sick. You've got this guy here who, um, you know, passes out. And you, know, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, and each then character starts to form. Yeah, and there's, you know, this fellow here used to train surf, one of our mates who's no longer with us, bless him, you know. Um, and it wasn't through anything like this. He used to train surf, which was something I'd, I'd only... Well, so jump on the top of a train and pretend the, to the ride tube it. trains, yeah. On the tube trains? Yeah. Fuck and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> um bless mayhem um he uh and i'm just thinking you know we've got there's something here there's something marketable here we just need to take a camera out and they're all going no 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 just, it's never gonna no one's gonna put that on tv what are you talking about i'll never forget it and we were yeah 17 so it was a couple a few years before so Jack like Earth. late 90s mid 90s after that so coming up to see so, so it would have been bam would have been doing um, CKY. yeah around that time Maybe a little bit before that, actually. And, you know, my parents are like, you know, because I, I wanted to be involved with media or something. I didn't know exactly what from a really early age. And my dad was like, you're not gay. You're not Jewish. You're not a woman. Forget it. <laughs> that was. Yeah. So where did you grow up? Um, I'm an Essex boy, but only yeah, just. There you go. Um, Loughton and the surrounding area. Uh, we've now moved further out. But, um, yeah, so East London is very familiar to me. Uh, where we sit now. Yeah, where we sit. Um and uh, yeah, loads of. Were you, were you like a skateboarder kid? Were you like a kind of proper like Essex lad? No, not at all. What, what was your group of friends? We, I don't know if you could label us. I had a lot of skater friends. I had, you know, there was a few Essexy kind of lads, but yeah. we just we just called ourselves the nutbags. And that the was nutbags, brilliant. The nutbags, and <laughs> it was kind of like unlabeled. I, I don't know if you could pigeonhole us. I just, I, I never. Everyone was a character. Yeah, and you know, going back to that, I mean it. If they had only listened to me and if we had taken a camera out, because I, I didn't have a camera, you know, I didn't have anything like that. My, I don't know, my parents just didn't get me run or they were ex more expensive then as well. But, um, God, that would have worked, I think. You know, at least got, got us into a position where we had a tape and we could have taken it in. And who knows, you know, but so I always, I always think about that because it's very similar to what obviously Pritch and, you know, the guys, the Jackass guys did. But, you know. Well, it was so organic, I think. Less so for the jackass guys, it seemed to me like a very, and I always say this, but I say it with respect, a contrived setup. Yeah. They clearly saw all the pieces. They're like, Bam's doing that thing. Big Brother are doing their thing. We've got this guy, Knoxville, who can front it. All these other characters that can help bring it to life. And it was like a boy band that they assembled. 
and then went to MTV. But whereas with Pritch and Dayton, it was more like they were just being idiots with their mates, like yeah. you were, but without the absolutely, camera. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, and then it just spiraled for it, them, didn't and it? it? And I guess you know maybe balls would wouldn't have happened without that. I don't know. You know, balls are still was um. I don't know. Maybe it would. I don't, I don't know. But what what a series that could have been. <laughs> The nut with bags. those guys, the nutbags, yeah. The nut, <laughs> the, we always used to say it, and then, but m m most of those guys now, you know, city jobs and yeah, yeah, and they still misbehave on the straight but, and narrow to. But yeah, like, a large extent. I just can't. I mean, I tried that. Like I said, my dad was, you know, not. not I wouldn't say unsupportive, you know, but he didn't. He, <laughs> he didn't understand that world. Well, he knew I was bonkers, right? Because I always have been a a bit, you know. <laughs> you want to... where, where does that come from have you ever thought or found out well or... i don't know so i'm adopted you see so um i think that's you always kind of feel and i've spoke to other adopted people about this and they haven't always necessarily agree with this but you kind of feel a bit feral a bit out of step well just you know you just who who am i sort of you yeah know, yeah stuff. i don't want to get too serious to you but that's what dude we can you know we can do um, the full spectrum of moods on this podcast yeah and so you always kind of feel, and maybe that was my way of, I always think about this, you know, my way of, sort of coping with, especially going to school where I didn't know anyone, both times I hardly didn't know anyone. So you just, and I've always acted the clown, I've always been the guy acting, you know. Is that because you're like wanting to be accepted and feel I think it's that, rather appreciation than be and... the centre of attention, which sort of, I don't think that's the main thing, you know, the, the, the wanting to be loved and the f fame, I think, and I've spoke to a lot of people about this, but that doesn't really interest me, you know, it was never about that. Not that I consider myself a celebrity or you know whatever, but um, just I enjoy making people laugh. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And that was a real. Well, know, it's a, it's a great thrill and a great rush. Yeah, and, and I spoke only... to a few comedians about it who will say that standing on a stage, and you know, in your case, the stage would be the world, <laughs> <laughs> the streets, yeah. and just like exploding out this energy and joy and kind of bringing people in and. You know, just seeing the smiles and the laughter and the joy on people's faces. It just has always given me a kick, yeah, massively. And still to this day, you know, it's becoming, you know, like I said, we didn't have a camera at that stage. And then, I mean, again, we'll come to this, but, you know, I, we did get a camera and started filming some sketches is where it went onto that. Um, and then obviously with the, the stuff that's been on telly and online, you know, it, it's massively satisfying to create something. And well, that's the other element of it as well as there's a performance element. But then there's also, if you're making video, the actual creative process oh, of yeah. putting together a I sketch really or a bit. That. Yeah. That's, I just, and I, and I, you know, I didn't start off doing the wind up stuff till later. It was sketches because my heroes, you know, Harry Enfield. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Day and Vic, Vic Reeves. Love some, Vic and Bob. So yeah, much. absolutely. But when they started out. You know, I had a TV in my in my room from young, and I was obsessed with this. I used to get the TV Times, whatever you call it. You know, what's on TV? It was actually yeah, like a complete loser. I'd circle, <laughs> excuse me, I'd circle the up and coming comedy, and I was obsessed. You know, and I used to I used to video stuff. See, this is what I'm talking about. It's how old we are now. Yeah, I used to video, and it, it would be like you know alphabetical. And my dad again, what are you doing? I remember once Bottom came on, and I was young here, and. Uh, I said, please don't forget to record bottom because I'm so nuts with this stuff. It had to be, and he missed the start of it, and I had a complete meltdown. <laughs> but um, so you're like dating in that sense. He's real oh, OCD yeah. as well. Yeah, I think you know everything. It's so... part of that video editing kind of creative brain. I think if you're more on the digital side, like I think if you're an artist, it doesn't really work because yeah. you have to be scatty. And but I think if you're like a kind of a, a videographer or an editor or even a director, 
that really serves those crafts. I, I mean, technically, I'm not the, I'm not great, but but you know what you want. You got the vision. I think I think just the OCD stuff in general for me was another way maybe of coping. You know, being adopted and you know my parents were a bit older and stuff, and because yeah, I, I was always acting a tit or whatever you want to call it, trying to make people laugh. You get people that love that, and then you get some people that hate that. So mm-hmm. Did, did the people that hate it? Did you get a thrill and a rush out of that as well? No, I did. Or... No, not really. I just think you know, like, sorry, man. You know, I just yeah, kinda... you feel bad, guilty. Yeah, well, just, I'm talking about kids at school. You know, the older ones would be like, you know, you getting beats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're just trying to make people laugh, but I can understand it. You know, it's not for everyone that style I of humor, is it? No. I remember I used to do um, in break times at college. We used to basically fuck people's cars up by mm-hmm. decorating them in whatever we could find. Oh, yeah. So parking stickers was one we covered a person's car in like you know a thousand of these parking permit stickers stuff like that you toilet paper yeah and you'll get this one faction of people who love it and then the person whose car it is obviously fucking hates it well, and then I mean that... and then you fall out with them and you and i would actually fall out with friends over these pranks that i would pull on them and i would feel bad but i'd be like come on it's just a laugh but I'm some trying, people just don't I'm like it. I'm trying to think of the stuff that, you know. You must have some good stories well, from the school oh years. God, I mean, <laughs> primary school was, I was just hyper, you know, they couldn't work out what was going on. You know, this kid's not right. And you hear it now, ADHD was what they said. Yeah, it wasn't a thing then, was it? No, not really. And you sort of feel... Any form of mental like, deficiency wasn't, it was just, he's weird. Yeah, and it? I felt like that. And I felt sort of, not ostracized, but you know, just, oh yeah, he's always in trouble my parents are going nuts you know like i'm just i just wasn't stimulated i was bored and um and that into secondary school i was again like i started off playing the fall from the off because i didn't know anyone and it was completely out of my comfort zone and then yeah it got it got nuttier and nuttier really you know i remember once on when i was a bit older maybe 14 15 we had an own clo- clothes day you know because it's a it's a pretty good school posh school uniform yeah 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 so i came in in a dress right? <laughs> really yeah. amazing and um, <laughs> and they they like called me in to see the headmaster. And like, right, if if you don't change it like that now, you're going to be expelled, right? Wow. You see, so, now if someone did that, they would hopefully you'd think accept that as that's just what that person wants to do to feel yeah, comfortable. Yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. Different language, times, whatever. yeah. But see, I anticipated this move, right? So you, oh, you knew they would be fucking livid. I yeah. brought two dresses, so I, ch- <laughs> I changed into the other dress, right? One of my mum's, you know, like, whatever it was, late 90s floral pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Laura Ashley and garment. Then, oh, God knows. And then I went to PE, <laughs> was playing basketball and climbing this rope. And I remember this kid was like, stare, like what are you doing? And I was like, stop looking at my dress. <laughs> but they couldn't do the thing. Yeah. So I changed, you see. But there's plenty of that kind of thing, you know. In fact, I asked my pals yesterday and I said, you know, have you got anything you can remember from school what, that I can actually say? And... uh yeah, like you hid in the cupboard at the back of the classroom for the entire double lesson, which is like would have been an hour and twenty, um, stripped off, <laughs> and then got because I was opening the door, you know, so they could see, and yeah. then and then when the teacher was, and then at the end, I got my clothes back on, and then at the end, I went, I just walked out and said, "There's someone in there." To the teacher, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> but how he didn't know because I remember they were all just cracking up the whole time. Looking. Yeah, he yeah, must have yeah. known. I think they knew they just didn't want to. But I was always doing stuff like that. Just. Quite well thought out jokes though, right? Well, yeah, Not I mean, just your average like prank. So. There's some other stuff that's just, you know, stupid and, and disgusting. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like just being an idiot most of the time. Just trying to, trying to entertain, I suppose. Because it's so mundane, isn't it? Life is so mundane and 
school was so, and it was quite a regimented place. And I didn't, you know, I didn't fit in. My dad wanted me to have a good education at the private school. I met some really cool people there, some friends, you know, that are still dear to me now. But it was the day to day life can be quite black and white in those environments, and you just wanted to splash a bit of color I in just, the mix, you know, right? I think the education system, you know, it's. Well, it's, it, did you enjoy it? Well, I spoke to the famous illustrator, going to name drop here, uh, Ralph Steadman, who did all the Hunter S. Thompson mm. covers about wow. the art of cartoon illustration. Yeah. Because I love cartoon drawing at school. And I remember there was one module we were doing where we were having to recreate Picasso pieces. And yeah. I did the Picasso, famous Picasso piece with the woman with the slanted face sure. in like a cartoon style. Okay. And I, I was given an effort. My teacher failed me because she was like, cartoon is not art. Well, so instantly then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not an artist now because that's the only style well, I can do. I mean, and know. it just beats out your, and same thing with music and stuff. You know, if ever we did a project, I'd try and do something that was punk and exciting. And they'd be like, no, it has to be the Beatles or the police. Yeah, and I mean. they beat out your creativity, don't they? Yeah. Because it's like, here's the curriculum. Here's the rigid format. Here's what yeah. we have to stick to. And if you show any signs of deviating from that, you're actively well, discouraged. That's what it's designed to do. We will just you know, supposed to be on this carousel treadmill, whatever you want to call it, you know, this, we're supposed to stay within those lines. And I know you, and certainly, you know, I, I can empathize with that and I'm not that type of person. So still, you know, now and I've, I've just try and maintain that although we're getting older, I'm still going to misbehave. I'm still going to do this. Young at heart. Well, like what? Yeah, man. And like my parents just go, you know, they're getting older. And they're like, when are you going to grow up? I'm, this is me and I'm not going to grow up and, I'm quite happy making people laugh as long as people want to see this stuff. If you can yeah. make it work, man. I mean, Ralph Steadman, to go back to him, he's 82 years of age oh, and he's man. never grown Fantastic, up. He's yeah. spent his whole life just drawing cartoons yeah, and misbehaving. To. This is a message to everybody out there. You know, you don't have to, you know, you do your best at what, you know, you, you, you need to do. But there's always room for a bit of individuality and it's just about doing it right, I suppose. And if you get the break, you know, like a lot of us have been lucky to get the breaks with balls and, you know, travelled the world doing comedy and stuff. Been really lucky. It's fantastic. And it's the greatest it feeling over. ever. Absolutely. To, to think, you know, like at school, I'm getting told off constantly. You're never going to, he's never going to amount to anything. Were you, were you that person as well that was always told you'll never yeah. amount to anything. You're a waste of time. You're a waste Just of space. Just could do better. It was all could do better. I was like, well, you know, you could do better. Because <laughs> you We you're, can all do you're better. You're teaching me um, something I'm not really that interested in. And I'm obviously not simulated. Isn't that, you know, to the same extent. Isn't the blame partially yours? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you can't force someone to be interested, but I mean, do I? Do we really care about chemistry? You know, does it affect me now? I don't know. It's a, it's a funny question. It's an interesting debate, there, isn't it? How yeah. much do you actually use from what you learn at school in later life? Well, this is the whole thing. I mean, because for me, I always I still kind can't of lean change towards the you? humanities and so English history, and they're still the, the areas of interest for well, me. But I know what you're saying. Things like algebra and chemistry, and well, I think math is important, obviously, yeah. but when you're talking about that but that's what i mean it's designed to do that so everyone's the same you're all you know you're going the same way get a job you know pay your taxes die piss off mm -hmm. how old are your kids now eight and five okay so they haven't started like proper school well, homework no, all of that yet. Well, yeah yeah i mean it gets quite or do they start no, them they, young yeah, these days it's ridiculous my boy is, is a bright spark you know so and i, I, I tell him you know don't feel like you're you know, you're you're within these parameters. You can achieve whatever you want. I'm very much so. I say that to him every night. I'm proud of you. You know, um, I, I don't want him to feel that way because I felt like that, and then you end up rebelling. You know, then and I yeah, was that's that where kid, it comes you know, from. Stay yeah. away from anger him. and resentment. Well, yeah, and I like I say, 
being adopted, you know, I felt that anger, and I don't. I know my kids, you know, they have their moments. My little girl, she's she's gorgeous, but she's <laughs> um, but yeah, the family's, you know, the family's good. It's important, obviously, you know, and um, and that's what I mean. It's that when they the, the kids come along, it changes. The dynamic changes. But again, going back to your initial sort of intro to this, can you still be yourself and misbehave? Of course, you can. Do you know what I mean, it changes a bit, but. I'm just, I'm, I get what am I, a comedian, a prankster, an idiot? What you, that's always going to, even though I'm not, I mean, you know, filming and creating stuff as much as I would like because we've got, you know, I've got businesses and stuff now and um, obviously the family life, it's, it's still there. There's still things going on. You know, I'm still. Um, How would you, if you had to, define what you do? Comedian, prankster? I think I'm a comedian. I'm a comedy yeah. writer and performer. Because, yeah, because, so when all this was going on, um, you know, I'm sitting there at, 17 whatever it is thinking guys come on and they're all getting their suits on and going I, I lasted two and a half days in an office job at least you me, tried my dad bought me a suit <laughs> after i left college um and then that was you know hit and miss college was just again what did you, you know, study at college i did media so was that uh scratching that itch was that giving you yeah what you and i was really interested by that and um I, I, yeah that i was interested in media media studies and it was geography which was just another thing <laughs> and business studies that was a complete disaster um <laughs> but yeah after after that you know i came out i was like right i definitely 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 want to do something in media and i, I want to film and i was already writing ideas then you know not hitting cameras such just sketches yeah you know being brought up on and i remember at school it was about uh must have been 11 or 12 a couple of pals actually in, separately of each other you know we would get because they did have video cameras and i was just never been very technical i couldn't really work them i was like i've got these ideas can we and i, I want to actually see this stuff but god my mate gus yeah he's got i know he's got a video of us just acting stupid you know but they, we would sit around with his family and they were laughing and stuff i'm thinking i like this that was the first kind the of first time, taste you know? of an yeah. audience and and there was another mate of mine toby <laughs> and we used to film sketches like the harry enfield stuff at his house and bless his granddad right I'd had a stroke, I think. So he would just sit. And because like, of my OCD, right? And because of my <laughs> hammers, well, he has to like a, have a character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got to write him into removed. this. So I was just like, okay, so, you know, that's how mad it was. But yeah, and, and then subsequent from that, I, I you know, I was, I was writing comedy at college and I, I went traveling and things like that. And Did you ever try stand-up? I've, I've not done stand-up per se, but I, I would like to. But I'm much more comfortable um even this like, i'm not nervous but i prefer doing stuff as characters and that's what i would do at school you know impressions of the teachers and make stuff up you know just do you feel like if you're in character you're fearless you've got no it, it helps worries or concerns it helps because i think when people watch massively and we won't jump ahead too far here but when people watch your stuff particularly from the balls of steel era mm. As I just said to you outside, like the fucking balls on you to do some of that stuff. Yeah. But do you get into that headspace where you're like, this isn't me now, this is this character. And then that gives you that push yeah, yeah. to take it as far as you can in the interest of comedy and getting the end result that you want I th I think, rather than worrying about your own personal safety. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, well, there's certainly, you know, when you're wearing a wig or you're doing an accent, like, because my other characters, more recent stuff, you know, like, Annie, the tranny will come to, and David Hawk and those guys. You, you have this certainly not. Well, it's not me. It's them. You know, and a lot of guys will identify with that. Um, I'm sure. You know, performers and. But with the, the, I mean, the cowboy hat was, you know, and someone actually said we were filming one of the sketches in Australia, and he said, and 
the runner or assistant producer or something, I'll put the hat on. He said, your your whole body changed when you put that, like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the, the whole physicality of you, everything. Yeah, that's what he said. And it, and it was quite a shrewd observation because we were just about to shoot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we'll do some beers tonight. And then, you know, or maybe tomorrow we can go down the opera house. And he's like, he's like oh, we're ready, we're ready. And he's like, he's just, he's your whole... <laughs> you know and i guess yeah i guess you're right and it's a wonderful thing you know but yeah you're right in saying that i think there is a certain element of you okay well you've just fucking chucked a burger at someone you've just done this you've done it maybe it goes back to the childhood stuff well that wasn't me you know because you kind of feel like that as a kid when i used to play possessed up. well it is kind of, yeah i mean yeah maybe it is you know and like they say you just split personalities I mean, i'm i'm quite good at that like i could do like four or five th- we, we, when we've shot stuff I did an online series for Comedy Central and we were jumping from thing to thing and I, I'm quite easy I find that relatively easy to sort of jump from you know accent being, mode yeah yeah but I, it helps when I've got the so if you had like a load just of props just anything here, yeah just a prop then that I could, helps yeah, differentiate that improvisation kind of thing like get, all... get those shades on there now proper Terry Tibbs style <laughs> yeah don't say that now. oh now I've fucked you up I'm not <laughs> And because the world looks yellow through them as well, doesn't it? Yeah, well, what I would like to say right now, you see what I mean? Like, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, said Terry Tibbs. <laughs> I fucked you up. For the, for the benefit of the uh, listeners, <laughs> they are very Terry Tibbs. Yellow aviators. But yeah, that kind of thing. It's all you need, pop, isn't it? But, and, and, and in fact, people say, oh, have you got a character? And I say, just, I need, like, it really helps. But the David Hock, I don't know how much of that you've seen, but this is like kind of the way I wanted to go with this new character because David Hawk's like a nutty news reporter. We've done some stuff on telly with him for the news channels, which Russia Today wanted him. It was, it really? Was great, yeah. And we did some, and I, I love doing him now. I think the Urban Cowboy, you know, again, we need to talk about balls and stuff, I know, but uh, th- there's an uh, element of what Pritch said, you know, you're standing on stage with a <laughs> firework up your ass at 45 years old. Is it, is it tragic to be chucking food at people, you know, as you get older into your 40s or whatever? Or is it still fucking funny? I think it's a little of column A and a little of column B, isn't it? I think. I think people, you know, people there's, want to There's see still it. a demand and a want for it. I did a poll on Twitter and said, what should I film next? And it was like 90% of the sports. But, you know, yeah. but you can't... It, well, it's, it's like when a band has a hit single. It's the same thing when you've got mm. that one thing that is your trademark... Mm expression your trademark statement and everyone yeah. knows you for that and loves you for that and it's just whether or not you can be at peace with that and continue to do it because there's some bands who are like yeah this is obviously our biggest hit of course we'll play it every yeah, night yeah. and i'll still enjoy playing it every night and then there's those other people that are like i fucking hate this song it's bought everything i own but inside me because i want to be recognized for more than this and i struggle with that i mean if i was a multi-millionaire like some of those guys yeah absolutely yeah yeah but not, that's not necessarily yeah, the yeah 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 um the urban cowboy hasn't bought you a I mansion just, no but i think if you're on tv or anything people like not so much now, maybe, because there's a lot of TV channels, but, you know. Yeah, like, back when there was only four or, and then five, like, if you were on TV. old. <laughs> well, we were. When we were growing up, it was fucking, I mean, I, did, I, I never had Sky or anything. So for no, me, it was always I. BBC That's One, I mean. BBC Two, ITV, Channel Four. That's right. And then Channel Five. Yeah, Channel and that was, five? A, no, you're that right. was yeah, all I grew right. up with. Yeah. I, I know that's what I go, the TV guy thing. That's what I mean, because there was, you know, there's so much selection now, but yeah, I'm not, you know, maybe, maybe if I was mega rich, it'd be, I'm, I'm not bothered. Like people come up and they, I Do you get recognised? Yeah, I'm still get. Yeah, you still get recognised, and but it's. 
I can't ever remember anyone saying anything negative. Not like that's an invitation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone hilarious. listening to this this far in is now no. going to find <laughs> yeah. you and throw a burger at you. Yeah. No, that, they're always like, mate, you know, you're hilarious. Or I mean, some of the, when we did the live shows, you know, at the university, he's like, oh, you're my, you were my childhood hero. That kind of, I'm like, hang on a minute. Well, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. If you Dude, I've that. spoke to so many people about chatting to you today. Yeah. And the, oh yeah that dude i yeah. fucking love that show it's well, a very I mean, it's fondly lovely. remembered character yeah. oh sure and, and it's I mean, definitely the best remembered character of that show yeah, without I, any disrespect to any of the others on there no um, I would they, all, they all they all brought their unique thing yeah and i you know loved what tim did on it and yeah but i think the the, the, the fan favorite was always definitely whoop, whoop, whoop. yeah and i mean that and it's interesting that we, you know we're talking about sort of catchphrases and stuff like that because the that's what made it i think right as well, that, well as what you did it's, it's, kind that, of terrestri- it's that simple hat yeah, and the, whoop, whoop, whoop. the toretti kind of things because man i was always saying nutty stuff and the whoops was just something i was doing you know so it'd be like it would punctuate just yeah you know, yeah right let's get eight points mate whoop, you know yeah 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 yeah. and then that when we were filming i did a screen test because i knew the producer again we were jumping all over the place but i knew it was gonna be like that. um <laughs> see it's messing with me ocd it? see? exactly the same <laughs> as dayton is that right yeah exactly the same um so, uh, what were we talking about? The whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, so, so you're on the screen said, test. The producers kind of said, oh, I'm not sure about that. I said, no, trust me, you know, you need a catchphrase, you know. And then it just sort of went from there. They, were, they weren't sure. And then when we went into the studio, they were like, I want you to come out and just be yourself. I was like, that's, but that doesn't make any sense. So it was a bit, I always found that a bit weird when we come out and present the thing, you know, with Mark. And I was much more uncomfortable doing that. Really, at the end, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, Yeah, it did seem weird because it almost breaks that, fourth wall doesn't it yeah I and it like shows that. that it's this stage yeah. thing i like the buzz and the excitement of like, the audience there and it was yeah. great because you could they'd watch it live you know when you, you could yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah. i love that scene that's the whole reaction thing you know making people laugh but also you know it, i was much more nervous doing that than chucking burgers jumping at people's back which which people don't really understand but i don't know weird isn't it have you, you done anything on tv before that point no no not as such the um the guys i, I was writing with so towards um after college i mean i went to college and i sort of mucked about a bit did a few jobs did some running work and stuff for tv companies i was doing a lot of work at three mill studios um which is not too far from me right my land and uh just bits like that you know um odd jobs you know helping out i was only 18 whatever just nutcase getting you know, the tea doing all of that yeah, yeah all that and then a couple of the guys who I went to school with, I met in a pub and they were saying, they'd just done like film studies, wherever it was, you know, at uni. And, and they said, what have you been doing? I said, oh, I've done this, I've done that, I've been travelling. And um, I said, I've been writing some sketches. They're like, oh yeah, nutting edge, what, what, what's he done? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, let's meet up for a beer and I'll show you and we'll catch up. Like, okay. So we, we did that and they were like, these are actually quite funny. So we started writing together, um, me, Sam and John, Sam, Vincent and John Brackley. Um, and it became quite clear that this was something that we really enjoyed doing and that there might be some legs in this, you know? Again, like that feeling of 12 when I was shooting the stuff with my little mates from school, it's just like that excitement of creating something, you know? With other people as well. That's oh, the one thing I miss the most about doing what I do, and this is what I love the most is when I get to actually sit down with someone sure. else because there's nothing better than brainstorming and creating oh, with amazing. other people and yeah. collaborating in that way. Absolutely, and we would sit there... Um, just all day in the pub, and it was a bottle of Grolsch. It was a quid. I mean, that's how long it is. 
And um, we were just like, so you'd have like a turner, you'd have 10 bit, and we would just write and write and write, and we would be falling off our chairs, you know, laughing with the sketches. They're just sketches. And we started thinking, well, let's film these sketches because John, John's parents had like an amateur, amateur dramatics, like a loft full of costumes, so my eyes lit up, you know, all this nutty stuff. And again, the wigs and hats would go on. Let's do this. But a character, Sneezer, just this stupid, like, you know, it's me dressed as an old man and Sam would be the old lady. This is on video or DVD somewhere. And it'd just be, you know, <laughs> you know, like, so they would never, sneeze would never come or, <laughs> just absolutely stupid. Every other release bar the sneeze. Yes, absolutely. And it was something we, we filmed loads of them and then we started, you know, other, there's some sketches now which I still think are, are, are pretty funny like a same footage guy so we filmed this guy that was um, getting ready to go out with his mate and he um, he's like shaving oh you, you know you fancy that didn't you all this stuff yeah yeah I'll fancy that yeah, come on we're going to be late taxi's here alright mate he finishes shaving he goes come on he goes alright mate you know like the same footage <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and it, yeah. it worked really well and we started filming this stuff and editing those this nice stuff together and that we started sending it out and that went to uh, production companies where are you sending stuff out then around this time like because this is obviously pre youtube and all of that stuff this is so are you, are you just Royal going mail yeah are you going straight to tv channels or this is two production, production companies, companies yeah production companies um one of which radar i'm sure it was radar had just done Banzai, remember that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Lee and God, I can't remember all the guys there. Um, got us in for a meeting, and we were talking about these sketches and let's film some other stuff. Um, and it kind of went from there, you know. I went off to I was traveling around Europe and just you know another bonkers couple of years. Um, debauched, you know. Yeah, but um, you just single, young, and having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, then I got a call. Oh, call or whatever on my parents maybe let me know you need to come back you've got this you've got a page well you've got <laughs> <laughs> smoke signal yeah. carrier pigeon yeah um and that and they said come back and do this like a screen testing and that was for a show called experimental i think which was um and which i don't know if that worked out we were filming a sketch actually and there was a camera like in this taxi i was the taxi driver was supposed to pick me up and it was like a Ross Lee was in it. Ross, my mate Ross, who went on to balls as well, was supposed to be a psychic, and he was picked up in a cab. And the guy said, "Stay away from people in." Ross said to the taxi driver, "Stay away from people in red t-shirts." So then the next pickup was me in a red t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that was. But it, the camera fell off. I remember that. This was the first time I've done hidden camera, right? right. Properly. As so this is full of. This isn't a sketch. This is this hidden is camera. TV, this yeah, is channel yeah, four. Yeah. And um, the camera was there, and I was. And he said, just be a bit weird, you know. So I'm wearing this red t He's like, oh, well, you won't believe what just happened. I had this guy say, stay away. And I was just acting really weird, you know, trying to freak him out. And the camera fell off. I was like, well, that's it then. You know, so. Um, Is that my door? My door! Let me just check the door. I see you want to open the can as well. Give me one sec. Shall I answer it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello there! Stocks, you never fucking heard of it. <laughs> 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 They're always getting shit delivered, right? And they're never in. 
Right, sorry about that. Mate. Open it and shit in it. So, camera falls down. Yeah, sorry, I'm waffling about that. It was it was just my first gig, you know, first major gig. Um, and the camera fell down. I was like, oh, okay. So then I think I went back to blooming wherever I was, you know, um, repping, like, you know, holiday repping all that. Is that what you were doing? Yeah, that oh, kind mate. of thing. Oh, yeah. I bet you saw all sorts. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> it's just me being a complete idiot and mucking around and getting in trouble and all this and ridiculous <laughs> stuff. Um <laughs> And I've got another call, and it was from Lee. He said, oh, you know, I want you to come in and screen test for this thing. How would you be on a stage, you know? I said, I'll be all right. Okay, let's go for it. So they had me jumping on people's backs with this this little um, screen test, whatever you call it, video. And uh, they were like, yes, well done. You did very well. You jumped perfectly on his back or whatever it was. And um, So was that I, your idea or was that no, their that idea? No, that was their idea, was their yeah. Idea. Yeah, the... From there, the it was urban rodeo, kind I of think. A, yeah, big stranger rodeo. That was obviously. I mean, Lee's a, a clever guy, you know, and he, he was. Oh, I've got this urban sports thing. He's going to say, "It's your name, Ned's urban sports." Oh, we were going to call it Nutbag because he knew about the nutbags. The nutbags, yeah. It was going to be the, the nutbag was the character, and they said, "No, they would just use Ned, you know." And so I, I was jumping on this guy's back. They liked it, so we went to it. Went to series, got commissioned, and I'm like, "Okay, cool." This sounds good. This is what I've been waiting for, really. Literally getting paid to fucking yeah, I mean, prank money people. Yeah, was diabolical. But you was know, it? I'm like, yeah, take this. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do it. It's the same let's old story with the Sanchez boys. It's just everyone thinks, like, oh, you must have made loads of money I from mean, those shows because they were so no, big no, and no. in everyone's like consciousness at that time. No, 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 not at all. I mean, no. <laughs> and there's obviously, there's no back end. There's none of that shit. No, and it was, um, the contracts, you know, were at the age where the YouTube was kind of embryonic and so you got a buyout. So you're signing away everything. All your subsequent now, quote, unquote, millions, content, yeah. millions of YouTube views. Yeah. I don't get anything for. So yeah. there's that as well. But um, so we the first, so we arranged, met the crew. Great, I'm really excited. You know, hadn't filmed anything apart from that thing with the camera fell off. You know, properly. And uh, so the first thing they wanted to do was, I'm sure it was the first thing, urban sprinting. Right, you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Where so, you go into the shop and you get the tag and then you go run into out the, the, shop, right? the nearest burger bar. <laughs> so, and we were there and it was a hot day like this. And it was somewhere, it was full of me, somewhere like South London, somewhere like that. And there was a massive behemoth of a man, you know, like a security guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, right, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to go in, you're going to take a shoe, right? And that's going to set off the alarm and he's going to then chase you and then you run off, right? Okay, got it. Talk about it. Um, so <laughs> took the shoe, and I was ner- this is nervy, you know. First time, I'm a little bit nervous. Dude's massive. Dude's massive was my main issue. But and he's not the- in on it. No, 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 no. And we should clear this up as well, right? Yeah. All of these stunts, the people that you're pranking aren't in on it. This is this is something I have a problem with. You know, these pranks. We we spoke about this on the phone, didn't we? Yeah. You know, like pranksters whatever you want to call them the youtube you know these these guys the here. guy who's always stitching up his best mate well i, can't remember I mean that guy's name and they're all and they're, and so they're, staged like, <laughs> yeah this is it. when there's two people and the other guy's in on it that's not prank yeah right yeah oh i hate that word it's anyway. a sketch essentially it's, isn't it's, it it's a sketch yeah. but people you know people are so stupid or i don't know if it's funny it's funny i suppose but i do have a problem with that and yeah i would say 97.32156 you know, percent of the stuff you see from mine is is legit. You know, we film stuff where it's not necessarily worked. So, you know, we will use what's happened and then do another angle. So it's like me running the other way, that kind of thing. Yeah. But this stuff was real on this. I'm telling you this guy, right? So I'm taking the shoe and I'm like, okay, right. 
gonna go around in that one, yeah. So I go through the thing. Beep, 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 beep. Um, and he's just standing there. Don't move. He's like, <laughs> just standing, you know. Like I, I don't think he was that bothered at that stage. He was like, <laughs> Come on in, you fucking prick. You know <laughs> yeah, that's that, what you said to yeah, him. All yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I could stand. He was like, what? <laughs> sort of getting more and more worked up. You know. I was like, Come on in. You got to fucking chase me. You got to fucking chase me. I'm you know, saying nuts in front of him. <laughs> And he wouldn't move. And I'm thinking, I've got to get this guy to move, right? So I threw the shoe at him. <laughs> and it hit him. I'm a fucking good shot, as you know, right? In the, ha- in the face. <laughs> face. And then he went mental, right? So he, I ran. And I mean, I ran. I mean, I'm much quicker then, but I, I ran. So this guy is chasing me down. Where the hell is this, mate? This high street. And I just, I'm running and I'm running and I'm running and I, and I exit and uh, I'm not hiding somewhere. And I can hear this, <laughs> this guy. Like Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This guy is freaking out and I'm thinking, don't go back. And this is something I learned later on as well. It's best to wait, you know. And um, I was ringing the producer, no answer. I was like, shit, what, what the hell am I going to do? I just got to stand. I don't want to go back and... The first one, remember, this is the first sketch we ever shot. Bearing in mind, there's God knows that. Well, I think there's like 30-odd um, urban sports in total. And this one didn't go out. So he didn't, basically what, uh, Mike rang me, the producer rang me, he said, like, come back. And he was like, panting. <laughs> he was like, look, you just come back. I was like, what the hell's happened? So I come back around the corner and he's like, the geezer went fucking mental. He won't sign. He grabbed me around the neck. <laughs> um, yeah, like he's gone off at the shop. Because we told him it was, you know, like, he's he's not signing it. <laughs> I was like, what have I got myself in for? You know? But I loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved the buzz. And... What a baptism of fire as well. well. Just... To not even get the footage at the end of it, you're like, that just gives you the extra <sighs> just, drive. I don't know how I can sort of put it. You're getting paid to fucking cause mischief. And you can't, well, although you do get nicked. I did get nicked, you know, a couple of times, but... You, you can't really get in trouble. I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, it's that whole mm-hmm. thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I've the... got a note. <laughs> I've got like a note. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we went from there. And then I what we filmed next, I can't I can't be sure. But yeah, we did the urban sprinting and the uh, rodeo and make a move. They were the first three for the first series. And it was, you know, it was only a few days shooting and the money was shit. But I really enjoyed it. Especially the nutty stuff. You know, that's what I've always been... I was watching one the other night and you're in the, the mall and you're going, come on, fatty, come on, fatty. And yeah. you're just like running loops that around was... this guy. You're going down the stairs, back up the stairs. Yeah, that was series... <laughs> no, that was series one, wasn't it? Or was it? Urban Sprinting. Was it series I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's fucking funny though. Yeah. Because as you, as you... And when you're doing the knock and don't run as well, like most people I think in that situation after the first door slam would go right we've got we've got the footage no, 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 you no. go back two three four you, just you keep, keep going just, keep going you know when something's going well and and I sort of became quite adept at because I'm a knob right and I've always been you know a troublemaker and I do You're like to keep poking the tiger I do like you know that reaction and it and I kind of like you know and then you, you know oh he's because he's cheeky with it he's alright you know because I was as a kid I was cute you know so I could get away with it Oh, it's you know, it's bubble melt sort of thing. You can yeah, push yeah, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, knock and don't run was a great one. That I, I that was quite scary because you're right, you know, you're in yeah, there's, personal you're zone. You're right there. It's their house. But I just I don't know. Like you sort of said earlier, like, it's ballsy. Yeah, it's ballsy. But I'm not. 
I'm there, but I'm not. You kind of like zone out. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. You just, I'm going to get this. And I know, you know, it's. Did you ever get lamped? Oh, yeah. Well, in that yeah. one you just mentioned, I got lamped on the um, Come with A. That was that one, I think. Yeah. The geezer on the escalator. Oh, yeah. The one, and he wasn't even anything to do with the shop or anything. No, no. Like. He, he was, was just a random guy he and he got you in a headlock. He clumped stuff. me. I had a. Oh, he broke my nose. Really? Well, I had two black eyes. I mean, my nose has been broken a hundred times, you know. <laughs> um, and he went, and he fucking floored me, big bloke. And he went, uh, after he sort of calmed down, and I had ice on my nose, you know, like. He went, oh, sorry, mate, I've been unloaded fucking arctics out of the back. <laughs> like that. <laughs> you were just looking for the same excuse. I'd, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have done with him, you know, the week before. on the. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great fun. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Take us behind the scenes on some more of those sketches, your yeah. favourite ones to shoot and stuff uh, that either you know went what? famously well or famously wrong. I absolutely love the chucking food at people, man, yeah. because it's so <laughs> ridiculous. It's so <laughs> naughty. It's fucking funny. And they can't get to you, really. Yeah. You know, you've got that you got the, little you got safety the barrier of, of the car. Although what did happen a few times is they'd throw... I mean, when we filmed in Australia, right, because I did three series here in the UK. Did they lap it up down there as well? Yeah, they kind of, they're quite chilled, right? Yeah. Aussies are quite chilled. Oh, so the reactions weren't as good. Maybe not, but then they're also really sporty, aren't they? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good shot, right? Oh, I was watching one where all the guys started throwing stuff back yeah, over. Yeah, that stuff. But the, the, the one we filmed here, and there were South Africans, right? Also equally as, you know, sporty and physically big, agile. <laughs> what the fuck? One was, what the fuck? And um, picked up like this, fucking chicken wing or whatever. and and it it like really hurt my side and i was like mm. okay but you know i've been hurt a lot um yeah yeah worst injuries in the line of fire in the line of duty i broke my it was most of them were in australia i broke my bone inside my thumb and uh i like had a hairline fracture in my hip <laughs> how did you do that that was i think that was um, Shark attack. Right. Have you seen that one? No, I don't think so. So there's, What's in that? So there's people, um, there's guys like on their paddle boards, whatever you call them, uh, right, right. out 
this was in Sydney, you know, um, in the sea, and I'm going, I've got a megaphone, fucking child, fucking child, fucking child, get out, you prick. And um, I fell, and they, they chased me, and I fell, and I fucked myself up quite bad. And then the last shot we filmed in Australia, Full Steel uh, Series 2, Australia, and it was a, like a final, final thing. And because again, the OCD, I want to get it right. It's got to be perfect. I'm like, okay, um, let's do that again. So we'd already done the thing. Let's do that again. But I just want to, if he throws me that way, I'm talking to like the director. Then I'll turn back into that shot and we'll get the, you know, I'm like. Yeah, yeah. Because I can. You're I'm going not, above I'm and beyond. Because well, you're this almost me. cutting yourself. Yeah. This yeah. is what I was doing. And I'm, okay, so if we do that and I'll, I'll run past there and the camera's there, it's going to look great. It's great out. And then you can do the reverse uh, replay. And that's a good idea. Um, so I said to the guy, and he was like, because <laughs> he just found, like, I was eating all this, it was in the greengrocers, it was all you can eat. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. hello there, fucking, um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and it's obviously that apples and stuff is, yeah. points go up. <laughs> and um, so I run, I say, we're going to do that again. Like, this is what I mean about the end stuff. Sometimes we do an extra bit and then you cut that into the action, which is legit. So it was literally that. And he fucking decided to throw me over his stall. He just threw me like, and I twisted and... <laughs> That was, uh, shoulder was like, you know, out of place completely. Yeah, just yeah. Like, Did you go lethal weapon. weapon style and try and bang no, it back? No, in? I see that. <laughs> no, no, never I actually thought of that and I'm <laughs> questioning Mel Gibson's uh, integrity there. Not, that, not the first person to do that, but you know. So yeah, I have been hurt and it's legit. And you know, as you said, it, you go above and beyond and I, it's not like I'm, oh yeah, I'm fucking great at this. It's, it's the commitment. You, know, you want to do it properly. And that's another reason why you're looking at these guys sitting in their flat Oh, look, my girlfriend's over there. She's asleep. Let's do it. Yeah. She's not asleep. And but as you say, people buy it. People buy it. And it's and I, that's I, fine. The, the standards, I think, just dropped so much, isn't it? Well, it's over With that stuff. It's, it's oversaturated market, you know. And, and I've, what happened after, actually, I don't know if you want to talk about any yeah. of the balls or the... Um, well, what I wanted to ask you about balls is, do you form relationships with the other people on set, the other performers? Is there a lot of time yeah. when you're getting to know each other and bonding and... Yeah, and I mean, was not, there ever any talk of like crossing over? Was there much of that? Well, the guys who series one wasn't so much because I was kind of in and out, and you sort of chat. And I was only in the three sketches, so I wasn't on set, on the actual set for very long. Series two got a bit more because that had done okay, and people were like, "Who's this guy? This guy's fucking funny, right?" So I, I like I like that. That was nice. It's not again. It's not the fame that doesn't interest me. It's just like being recognised. Okay, he's funny. That's I like that. Yeah. And well, then, dude, whenever I meet people out and about, and they go, "I listen to your podcast. I love it." It's just nice to know that your hard work has paid off and it's connecting it. and it's, with people. It's not, you know, ego or nepotism or anything. I think that sometimes gets confused. You know, I'm not, I'm not like that. I mean, I hate to think anyone would think that, but um, yes, yeah, so a series two, Tim, I met Tim Shaw for the first yeah. time, who I know you're aware of. Love um, Tim Shaw. And so do I. And we instantly hit it off as, um, and I, he's got, he's exactly the same as me. You know, the same. Well, he was, I remember hearing stories. I joined Kerrang after he'd left. But yeah. I remember hearing stories about the the levels that he would go to absolutely to execute whatever prank or sketch he was trying to get across. Yeah, on he air. certainly did. He was the gold standard in that office for audio editing and presentation style, and he was just a, a very revered broadcaster in yes. that building. And I mean, and he was, you know, rewarded for that with the New York Gold, whatever you call them. You know, those. And I was part of that, and it was, you know, I got to know him quite quickly. And um, his missus at the time, and, and my missus hit it off as well. So we, you know, he was like, come up to Birmingham when, you know, and I was on Kerrang. I did some presenting with him and we filmed some bits, prank stuff, you know, because we were kind of in this prank thing now and that wasn't before, you know, this is what I mean. It was 
I wanted to do sketches which is something I'm now looking at you know 15 years on um so yeah Tim and I are still very close um I liked I liked pretty much everyone there you know it was just everyone was buzzing because it was and also you get that thing because there was 10 or so different comedians oh I can't wait to see what you've you know yeah yeah, one. yeah so you'd go out You're buzzing and for each other yeah it was nice I got on yeah I got on well with you know Olivia um the devil they changed Ross was on series one Ross Lee's good guy uh, Mark the presenter yeah they're all kind of cool guys you know um yeah it was good it was a good good um I was very fortunate to be part any of good that, staff you know? parties <laughs> yeah I mean balls um, of steel staff night out well it was kind of, again because there was so many of us it didn't that didn't really happen you know but in Australia that was a bit more you know because it, there would be smaller crews yeah and it was like well Ned just going over here so we'd go and do you know we'd have drinks and stuff after and that you know it's sunny and I love Australia so oh, much no, me what too yeah absolutely they're just the best people as well aren't I they? absolutely love Australia and I'm again I mean I broke my shoulder the, the final day of filming that, yeah. and then my son was one then and uh we had planned like Nice road six trip. weeks after but it was it, it, it was okay but yeah it was um yeah great i love that place too man yeah, beautiful did having kids change your performance style in any way did it make you think twice about some of the more dangerous stuff does that shift happen inside you when you I, think oh, i've got someone else to care for not just me now yeah i don't know if that ha you're conscious of that as such but it's certainly you know when you're standing there thinking i'm probably going to get smacked for this one what could go wrong but no, I don't know. You either do it or you don't. You know, you're yeah. committed to this. Again, you know, I don't think I'd be sort of... What's the worst that can happen kind of thing? Well, yeah. I don't think I'd be sort of as keen to film some of that initial stuff now. Um, well, that's an age thing as well, I isn't it? I think it must be. You know, you're so fearless when you're younger in all aspects of life, I think. But I, can't, I just think... It's like it's been done, and I'm really proud of what we did. You know, well, the and the other thing is, the only way I can top it is by making it even more ridiculous well, it, and extreme, I mean, and then it gets dangerous, doesn't it? You know, you just got ridiculous, yeah. And and this is something again that Pritch was talking about. Obviously, I didn't mention them then, but yeah, Pritch and Panch became, you know, we were kindred spirits again, and 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 I think he actually did mention this in the podcast. They would go to the pub, so because <laughs> yeah. they were together, so I'd be waiting on my own. You'd have like a rehearsal, then you'd have a couple of hours. And I'm like, come in for a couple of bites. Um, Tom Jones again. Yeah. All uh, right. <laughs> I meet you over. Yeah. So <laughs> we'd go and sit in the pub. And as again, he mentioned, Panch would, uh, true to form. Just, <laughs> and there was one time, what's, was he green on Sanchez? He's yeah. Green. The incredible so, elk is what they used to call yes. it. Oh, I'm green. So on balls, I think he was a smurf. <laughs> do you remember this I know and he was blue <laughs> and he was fucking smashed <laughs> so he's completely blue Pritch is like doubled over because we all had a few drinks yeah. you know like, and me and Pritch sensible-ish right Panch yeah forget it and he was stumbling all over the place and he had to get back onto set <laughs> and he was falling over and there was blue like all over the walls you know because he and that's yeah but um, actually I wanted to say I thought of this last night Panch said to me we were sitting down in this pub opposite uh, the studio, my my parents came, some of my mates come to the city, and all it's nice. And um, someone said, "Oh, Sanchez boys, and Nedge, fucking hell, look at this." Um, and he went, "Oh, it's the it's the fifth Beatle, this one it's about me," and that really made me happy, <laughs> yeah, you nice. know, because it sort of goes back to the whole thing, you know. So it's nice, yeah. It's good good times, man. Um, Did you ever get lonely performing on your own? Did you ever think, "Oh, I wish I had someone else to, yeah, to bounce I'm, off"? I'm very much like that. And I was not jealous of Pritch and Panch, but you could see 
it's easier because he was saying he's, he was really nervous, you know, because they're going on and they hadn't really done anything like that before. Like live TV, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gets a bit lonely, you know, but that's why you, you end up in the pub, I suppose. Uh-huh. Well, it's not boozing, it's just a social thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can sit and then, you go, like I say, you go on and come off. and um, Yeah, but and, and I like, I mean, I've just written a sitcom as well. This is something else, you know, we're going down a different path here again, but I've written a sitcom with my pal Joe. And that's really rewarding for you, like you know, like this. You know, you're sitting and you're bouncing off. And yeah, man. It can be quite lonely, you know, um, writing. But it depends what I'm writing. If I'm writing sketches, sometimes I just sit down. I'd never really written anything longer than three minutes before. Um, You've written a whole s- series, a, a pilot, a pilot, and like breakdowns of episodes two to six. Um, what can you tell us about that? Or nothing at this stage. Um, probably nothing. <laughs> you feeling good about it though? I think it's. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's with. Uh, a few production companies feedback's been good great so again this is me maybe becoming a little bit more sensible and you know what I wanted to keep it because I mean I was thinking about this recently I sent because I'm still you know we're still going I'm still filming stuff I've got I've I've got to tell you about MTV as well in a minute Um, there's an American pilot that's um, out there doing the rounds Uh, hidden camera that is I've got other stuff going on I've got another show that I'm pitching at the moment but um, I just wanted to do something that wasn't to you know, prove that you're not a one-trick pony. Well, there's not just that. It's like everything in, in this. I was like, I'll send you my reel. And I was looking at it going, this is adult material, you know? And with the kids, I thought, let's write something that when we were sitting, I was going, he was going, oh, he can say fuck off. I said, no, no, he doesn't have to say fuck anything. Let's just make it nice. And it's a fuck. I don't want to say too much. Sorry. But, well, um, that's interesting, though, because I think this happens with creative people. When they do have kids, you almost want to make something that your kids can see. And enjoy. Well, maybe it is that as well, yeah. I've also, um, with my boy, we started writing a, a kid's book. We just started, because he's real. I mean, he sits at night, he's writing stories. It's great, because that's what I used to do. And he binds them together using those string things, which is what I used to do. I yeah, used yeah. to go to mum's to find mine. So it's, that's, that's nice as well. You know, you get that. and you, He's a creative kid. Lila, the other one, is, um, she's... She's more, like you. Well, she, she's like me. <laughs> yeah, like when I was 20, The whatever. performing side. Yeah, yeah. She's a real handful. But no, it's good. We're very blessed. Um, yeah, so the sitcom I've got high hopes for. Nice. Um, yeah, I was talking to Tom Davies about it. You know, Tom, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just in the middle of King Gary right now. So, um, But he said he, yeah, they read the script. They liked it. So Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's good, mate. It's just, Would you like to perform in it? Or is it just that, purely for other... That's not a deal breaker. That's what I mean. It's not, it's not really about... Because a lot of people do that, don't they? They write with the caveat that I'll play this character because it's basically a way of them getting a role for themselves. Not necessarily. I don't feel that's... that's... But you're happy to just There's get a... it made anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? There's a certain amount of um, satisfaction you get from creating something and then just watching it mm-hmm. evolve in front yeah, of yeah. you. We've got, um, my main business now is a, a street dance school that my, my missus and I, we run together and that's, um, that's really doing well. All Stars Academy, it's really thriving. So um, you're a proper dancer, are you? No. no? <laughs> she is. She is. No, but so you're, you're I sta- the business brains. I started street dancing at, at 35, mate. So, <laughs> um, but you know, we were in it. We were, you know, like the, the nuttiness and the wigs and the costumes and the stupidity. Oh, okay, right. right. And what things. age group's it for? From three up to, I think, 51 we've got. So, 51, okay, wow. They're all separated, so we've got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so How do people find out about that then? Oh, yes, yeah, that's out in Essex, that's where we are. Well, that's there might just, be people listening to this in Essex. Well, you need to come down then. Yeah. So, it, how do they find out? Where is All it? Stars All Stars Academy. All Star, is there a website for it? Is there like a yeah, Facebook group? Be, yeah, there's Facebook. And, th- and this is, um, again, something that... Sort of, well, she's 
incredible talent, my missus, right? You know, she's um How did you two meet? We met on the uh on Footballers Wives, right? Because I used to do extra work <laughs> yeah, yeah. in between, you know, like because it sounds like when you talk about projects, it's like, well, that was that year. That was, you know, there's always stuff going on, and I did extra work for a long time. You've got how, to hustle the living, haven't absolutely. you? Absolutely, and that's how I met. I just wait for her. work to come in. So on Footballers Wives, I joined uh, extra agent, an extra agency, and they were like, "You're good for Footballers Wives." You know, I had the stupid hair, and, and um, so I went on that. That was great days' work. You know, you get like 200 quid. You sit down on a bus for half the day. You get up. You have a game of football. You have a pretend champagne. You have know, a meal yeah. with. The, the guys and you're just talking to girls all day it was brilliant and uh i saw i saw her, i was like hello and she's got a boyfriend in okay fine and then um i did a shoot on the bill it was a night shoot it was where in this club where this um like balcony falls down or something i'd never really watched the bill but um and there was quite a few of us there and i saw her and we sort of so she was doing extra work as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and we just got we hit it off straight away I was like, I know. Is oh, the boyfriend still on the scene? She's like, no, he's gone. You're like, woohoo. <laughs> well, it, yeah, ish. But, um, yeah, she's, you know, we're all punching, aren't we? She's <laughs> Always. She's, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's amazing. So, and, and we get, yeah, the week after that, actually, on the bill, we, we were just chatting. I was like, really like this one, you know? Way out of my league, but, you know, they all are, aren't they? And um, there was a channel for... The one's worth chasing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. There was a channel. Well, I did the cheeky. I, I just grabbed her phone and put my number in and rang it. And that was it. But the um, <laughs> w- there was a Channel Four kids show the week after. They were cut. You know, are you free to come and do this? It's a dance. This this is like some of the behind the scenes stuff again. So I used to do EastEnders as well. That's really interesting. But the um, there's this club scene, and when you film these scenes, right, there's no music, or it's like really. So you have to pretend to dance. This yeah, is what. Yeah. This is why, like on EastEnders, they're like they're talking like we are, but the music. But you, you wouldn't be able so, to do that. Yeah. It's stupid. So we're like pretending to dance and mucking around, and they were like, "Well, we need people to kiss." So, well, she, she, I didn't know this at the time, but I had said I would only kiss her, and she had said to the agent she would only kiss me. Oh, isn't that nice? Destiny, right? So yeah, we our first kiss was on on camera <laughs> on EastEnders in the background. No, on, on the Queen Vic the in the bill. But no, we did that after we we would get work <laughs> kissing couple, mate. I mean, turn up, you do like two hours, three hundred quid each to snog. Amazing, isn't it? Mate, that's a love story and a half. Brilliant. So that, I mean, we were still doing stuff like that and I was, you know, that, this was around the time of balls because, you know, you, again, you're not earning megabucks. You've still got to pay the way. Um, and then after balls, series three, and that was kind of like, we sort of knew that was it. We were talking about a spin-off show and Ned, do you want to do this? And I was writing a Ned's Urban Olympics was the idea I had. And then Channel 4 was sort of interested in it and then it, it's really tough, you know, like you spend quite a long time writing a project. I know you know this too. And then, are we doing this? It's kind of like, oh, he's left now. Can you want to speak to this? You know? Yeah. So we push it. And, Ger- and everyone I spoke to was like, Ned Ger- Olympics, brilliant idea. Because it was coming up 2012. You know, it was that year. So it would have been perfect. So it was going to be me up against either me playing other incarnations of me as foreign, you know, international Nedges, whatever. Or me going up against people from around the world, which I thought was funny doing urban sports. Um, and then Channel Four was sort of hesitant on it. I would, maybe E Four, and it kind of fizzled out. But then I got a call from. Um, I was doing an advert or a documentary. I did an advert and a documentary um, in Canada, right? So I'm. I, fl- I flew to Toronto, 
I was flying to Toronto to film this thing. It was about shot lifting. So they'd seen urban sprinting and they wanted to use that as like a throwaway bit in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would go over there and interview some people. It was really good fun. So just about three weeks or so, two weeks before I go, I get this call from, or an email, whatever it was, you know, and we're into current age now. It's not necessarily smoke signals and telegram. There's a telegram for you, sir. The World Wide Web now is in full effect. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, (laughs) Hi, as you know, my name's Jim. Um, I am a massive fan of your work. You know, you're hilarious. Oh, it's nice to hear. Um, do you, can you get to Toronto, right? Because I want to pitch a show with you in to MTV. I was like, mate, I'm coming in 10 days, nine days, whatever it was. He was like, what? So I'm, I'm very much believing serendipity and, you know, like there's, the, there's a path that you need to sort of trust the universe, right? Yeah, man. Um, this, is, this is awesome. And some of this stuff recently, which we might, come to i don't know is mind-boggling but so i go to toronto film this thing this guy jim's there like i can't believe this is so odd you know how we managed to do this um he goes look i want to shoot something with you and get it i reckon we get a series away so that was like about 18 months with other projects going on um of work actually there wasn't other projects going on because i wasn't allowed to but let's not go into that so so um so yeah we i was coming up i had new characters we were coming up with other new characters Back and forth to New York and Toronto, we filmed two different pilots. Um, this is where David Hock was in. I think the first time we had all kinds of crazy stuff. Ronald McDonald, which is essentially, I like. I don't know what it is like. I like the reality behind these things. So Ronald McDonald, you don't see him. You go into McDonald's now. Some of these kids don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not on the wall. When we were kids, right? It I was guess Ronald because McDonald. it's not the done thing now to make McDonald's seem exciting to kids, right? Because it's know. like, we've got to give them healthy diets now. No more fast food. Well, it was the clown, wasn't it? And hamburger and that purple thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought, Ronald McDonald, he's... Like an out of work. Well, yeah, he's... So, washed so up. It was, so the gag was, and I know some, there's some other stuff like this on YouTube, but this is 100%, I'm telling you, this was my idea, this, yeah? Go into Burger King and order like a Whopper, and mm-hmm. then the king comes down... What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we had this brawl. <laughs> so that was, that was a great sketch, man. And people were stopping. And it was just when Twitter had started. So And there was tweets about it. And I remember we made the paper. and So Ronald McDonald and Burger King in the middle of... Um, I can't remember the name of the... can't remember the name of the square there. But, um, Times Square? No, in Toronto this was. I can't remember it. Anyway. Uh, and then the Colonel Sanders come along as well. <laughs> what the fuck are you? So there was a big... It, Brilliant. It was great. And it was a really nice, well-thought-out sketch. It was executed well. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, who was the guy that did the real life Mario Kart race? Did you oh, see that's that the French fella? Um, Fantastic. Oh, I can't remember his name. You know well, exactly what a, I mean, though, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. There's Genius. Some, there's some good stuff he did. I um, love stuff like that, like full scale, real life, absolutely brand recreation. Yeah. And Dom Jolly was obviously big into a lot of that kind of style. Well, I think Dom had an issue well. with him, didn't he? I can't remember the guy's name now. Yeah, well, he used to nick a lot of Dom's stuff, yeah. basically. I mean, this is yeah. another thing. It happens quite a lot, you know. You... Well, it's, it's intellectual property in that world is very hard. Like, like with stand-ups no and, and jokes, you know, people will go to clubs, steal jokes from up-and-coming Absolutely. comedians, use them, and it's, it's hard to prove all that is mine. Yeah, you can't copyright an idea is what I've yeah. been told, you know, unless it's literally, you know, just the plagiarism is obvious. That's what I've been told, you know, because this happens a lot. And, you know, it's kind of flattering in, in a way as well. But some of these young Well, they guys, do say imitation is the highest form of yeah, flattery, don't they? Then they're like, well, he's making money off my idea. Well, that's exactly what's happening. It's <laughs> fine, you know, let him do But, you know, there's 
there's stuff I've done that's I'm watching and people some people send it to me going have you seen this I'm like well have a look at this I did that first they're like oh right okay but yeah, that's fine have you, have you ever had anything where TV companies or production companies have said after the show that you've done like we own the rights to that character or do you no I mean say someone like a you know, just the classic Nedge cowboy. Is that definitely yours or is it, it's I, not I, definitely well, no, yours. It's but... me, isn't it? You know, so they own the footage, but we've shot some other stuff, you know, and we've done that. They, they wouldn't then go and try and sue you if you were shooting new stuff as that character. You no, hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, no, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, um, going back to the MCV thing, the, that was brilliant. You know, we, we shot, for 18 months or so and then I uh, they were pitching and MCV said yeah we'll, we're going to go for this right so it was done you're moving to well, LA it was to start with we're going to film the first pilot the first actual TX show will be in Vegas right so it was like me and Azorb coming down the strip this is like the opening well the opening was um, you know that see through kind of arc bridge thing that over Grand Canyon where you look down yeah 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 yeah. So yeah. it was going to be that the first shot was that me coming out and and they like, have like the guides and I was going to wet myself and all this stuff. And that was like, Nedge, you know, yeah. cold open then Nedge. And then I would be traveling around America in a Zorb, right? Okay. <laughs> and the, so that, that, that was our in. And they were like, yeah, this is great. Um, and uh, kind of just for some reason, in fact, I know why it was the, I don't know how, if I'm actually allowed to say this, but I'm going to anyway. The, du- the Do Dudesons, it. you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. told you. Yeah. Remember? The Dudesons had um, a show on MCV that massively bombed. Um, and they said, oh, even though there's a contract to sign, I don't know how this happened. My agent must have, uh, you know. Dropped the but, ball. Well, I don't know, man. But they said, we can't um, go forward with this now. And I was like, that was 18 months of work. So that that was really difficult to take. Yeah, I'll Because bet, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't really do any other work during that period. The contract was a bit weird. But um, Did you get paid for the work? No. So that was tough. And then... The missus was like, look, that's it. You know, this, you've got to start thinking, what, what, what? I said, well, you know, this, what, what have I done wrong? You know, I've, we, we got the, we got the show, we got commissioned. So, didn't work out. So, I kind of like was thinking, right, maybe there's something else. And we were still doing the live shows at this point. So, and that, the money in that can keep you going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'd go out and do, like, literally food fight on stage you know like so it'd be burger bowl off on stage and then i'd do you know make a move like like go mental and then you'd have the, the students up there it's great fun um and that was really good fun that was with nathan the guy i told you about earlier he'd come out and dj and tour manage it was like a set it was organized chaos a lot of you know this organized chaos it was probably know? more organized than the sanchez live shows well quite possibly <laughs> you know we'd have like three we're going to do that that and that and there was like a you know that's nathan played the, the theme track you know it was like a, in order and uh, great fun. Got messy and stuff. I'll tell you what, the first one, this is a good story. So the first gig, before I did it with Nath, uh, did it with another mate of mine, Matt. And um, we went up to Newcastle, right? First ever Nedges Urban Sport live night, whatever you call it. Um, Newcastle, can't remember the name of the bar. We were thinking of ideas. I'm like, okay, I want to do something that's, you know, really out there. I want to do Nedges Urban Shitting, right? So essentially, I had... A Two cat litter trays <laughs> and um, like a toilet roll each. And there was cat litter in the tray, you know. And it was two people come up on stage. And I recorded it like, eh, 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 right, here's how you play. And they're just having shitting. We need two fucking pricks to come on stage 
and shit as quick as you can. Simple, you right? So that, we did that, and my mate's going, oh, he's doing it, he's doing it. And if I, ever there was a city to do it in, it's Newcastle. Well, you know what? That did cross my mind. Yeah. But, you know, tsunami. <laughs> and uh, I thought, this is either going to go one or two ways. <laughs> it was brilliant. And then this guy sort of stumbles up on stage, and he's like, just didn't say anything, just shat in this... Uh, no, didn't even say a word. He was, Brilliant. He didn't say anything. He just did it. And then <laughs> I was just looking at my pal. And we had cleared it with the club, right? Well, that's what, you know, he got a bit funny after. <laughs> so he did this dump. And it looked like a cat poo. Because I don't think he really needed one. That's I remember thinking, you know, like it was like a little one. Wiped his... <laughs> and then went back into the audience. And... Well, I gave him like a bottle of, um, you know, fizz from the bar as his prize and a cowboy hat. Right, go on, do one. And uh, <laughs> and Nicky Butt was there. You know Nicky Butt, the footballer? No, I don't think so. Like I recognise the name. Manchester United, Newcastle. Right, right, right. And uh, apparently his wife got quite upset. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that kind of stuff does, it grosses people out big time, doesn't it? Well, I wasn't, I, I actually didn't think anyone was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was kind yeah. of like, Buzzing, I thought they'll come up and bluff, but this guy just did one. Just, and that was the first gig, and then we got banned from the circuit for a year because you know you can see the similarities between us and what the happened boys with the boys and... as well. Yeah, yeah, they got banned, and then once you do, that's that's your income gone, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it was if the first one, on so you know, thing. but it was after that we got going again, and um, we didn't do urban shitting again. Yeah, that's we gone. stuck to the the main sort of things, which were um, yeah, it was good, good, good laugh, mate. Yeah, so the MTV, and it bummed me out. Obviously, that was still going on, but the MTV thing really, really hurt. And, uh, you know, so I was thinking... Well, as you say, it's the pressure from, not the pressure, but it's the that conversation that you have with your partner at that point where she's like, we've got kids, we've got bills. Well, we didn't have kids at that point. Okay. But what happened was we, we they flew us to Vegas, the production company, bless them, you know, we'd all lost out here. And I'm still really good friends with a lot of these guys, Jim especially. Um go to Vegas, we had four days in Vegas, we just had fun, and we actually conceived Leo there. Oh, so there you go. So now I'm very much thinking, you know, okay. That's the definition of every cloud has a silver lining. Mate, yeah, what an experience, you know, so, and being a dad is amazing, you know, it's fucking difficult, man, and they're a real handful, but they're great, so, yeah, and then Balls Australia rang, so it went from there. I was like, no, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. You know, because he's just, I'm always getting injured or, you know, just disappointed. I was like, no, let's do it. Let's do it and have some fun. And I'm glad I did because, again, like, what a, what an amazing place. And, yeah, I really enjoyed shooting in Australia. That was that was ridiculous. Um, and it got, it broke records and stuff out there, the show. It was the most watched show ever on the channel. Really? Yeah. Love it. Um, did you do any live shows over there? No. And no? we were talking about that, actually. It never came to anything. I think we probably missed the boat now. But, I mean... You know, are you doing any more balls still? Are you doing any more? I don't think I, I would. We've, we've filmed two other things. We did a Halloween bowl off and an American bowl off. Because what I did was last year, we went back to the States um, and independently produced a lot of what we filmed before. Um, and that's sort of recently been finished. So that's what I'm pitching. Nice. Yeah. So there's a lot of the new characters like David Hawk I told yeah. you about. And Ronald made an appearance again. Annie Detrani. Because we didn't talk about Annie. You know about Annie, right? Is that something which you receive criticism for into today's? I think... Because is it a sympathetic portrayal? Is it... I don't know the character. It's 
So because uh, that word is now seen as an offensive word by a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I, I can't. You know, I, I can't really be dealing with. You can't say anything. You can't do anything. You know what I mean? It's well, I've got a couple of transsexual friends, and mm-hmm. one of them wrote a book, and it was called Tranny. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, and, you know the the reception I've had from transsexuals. Yeah, I trans- mean, there's so gender. many transgenders. There's so many different trans pans, and I, even yeah. they themselves go, "It's getting ridiculous." Yeah, yeah, and in yeah. In fact, we, you know, I've got quite a few gay pals, and they've said this is hilarious. You know, like, I don't know. Funny's mate, funny, isn't it? Funny's funny. You have got to leave it alone. It's it's not those people that are complaining about this. Stuff. Yes, it's, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah, trying to yeah. make these Gen Z guys like, "Well, you can't say that." This is racist. That is, what are you talking about? It's comedy. And Ricky Gervais puts it really well on Twitter. I mean, he's great. He's on the master of it. Yeah. You know, just just get on with it. You've got to learn to laugh at stuff. And Annie is, I mean, Annie well, is. It goes back to you at school, non-uniform day in the dress. Well, this is it. Right. And we, we and the guy at All Stars, you know, at the street dance, we got, this. our show was last week. It was fantastic. We got 150 students now and we did a big show at um, Bishop Stortford. And uh, we're all, you know, it's like panto. We're all dressed up. Yes, women yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great fun. I, you know, it's it's just comedy. But Annie, yeah, that, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think it's funny? Because I, I mean, it it bloody was very popular. I haven't seen the sketch. I need to see the that, sketch. That so the, there's a guy. See again, going back to what's real. What's a real prank? This is fake. Oh, that's fake. That's fake. So it was me and well, me as Annie, and then couple of the guys from uh troll station right so the black guy that comes up he's in on it okay and this was a source of much sort of you know criticism at one point right but we're doing the it's like live theater we're doing the prank yeah the audience are there there's like 20 30 40 people around that's the reaction that's what you're that's the comedy right so just to clarify um well, no, because it's a very subtle difference, but an important one, isn't it? Is you can have yeah. someone in on the prank, but they're not the butt of the joke. It was just trying, and it was, you know, showing that this the black guy's ignorant, you know, saying, mm-hmm. you know, look at you, disgusting. And it was just like, it's it's funny, but it, there is a message there. And a lot of, you know, and then I grab him and, what are you saying, you fucking... And, um, but the first, we did, we filmed that before, and it was about, it was my, my pal walked past and slaps Annie's bum, and then Annie flies into the, a rage at, the wrong person. So there's your, your gag, you know, like just people waiting at the bus stop. How dare you? You just touched my bottom, that kind of thing, you know? There's the comedy in that, right? Um, but I had a lot of messages from trans people saying, thank you. You know, not only have you sort of made it okay, yeah, it's, it, this is, this, this, this is my point, right? Well. If, if these people, you know, <clears throat> trans or whatever you know I, I can't, there's so many different pockets i'm struggling to sort of how do you where do you vocalized well, it's i guess just lgbt well yeah okay and others but then <laughs> yeah you're missing out people still it's got yeah, to the yeah, point yeah, now yeah, where yeah, yeah. and i hate to think that i can't you know oh i'm upsetting someone or offending someone it's comedy. i think every good joke should offend someone like if you're saying, not offending anyone are you saying anything well i'm adopted as i've told you right how many jokes are there about? I don't fly off the hand. Well, you can't say that. You can say whatever you want. This is what's so great about the freedom of speech. And you know, well, you're getting nicked because he called me of whatever. On it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's got to the point now where I, you know. Well, it's funny because um, you know that the big thing at the moment is mental health, and mm. you know, my mum's bipolar, and I've grown up with you know that disease is very much a part of my day to day life. And yet people are still completely fine with terms like nutter, mm-hmm. mental, crazy. And I'm not offended by any of those words. I'm not like, oh my God, how dare you? 
Do you know what I mean? It's like they're just this words. Is exactly, this is what I'm talking about. Exactly. It's not. And yeah, Ricky puts it really well. But you know, I think you're right. I think everything, every good bit of comedy, someone's going to have a problem with anyway. Yeah. But I mean, otherwise Annie, it's fucking Mrs. Brown's boys. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just not yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, but I mean, there's still that is offensive to Irish people, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, but. What we did in America, we took Annie into a water park um, and she's on the slide and her balloons fall out. My yeah. tits, my tits. Yeah. So, you know, yes, we're pushing the boundary here. Um, also, I did her breastfeeding. You haven't seen this one either. So she's got a balloon <laughs> filled with milk. And uh, can I sit down here? Can I feed my baby? Right. And she's like, oh, go for it. That's okay. Well, that's again a very hot topic at the moment, isn't it? As people th- are saying where women can yeah, exactly. Can't well, that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it. Um, and she's like, she's like, oh my god, there's like four girls, and oh my god. And then I've got like a pin, like a cocktail stick at the end, and it pops, and I didn't realise it would it went <laughs> all over her. This it's a great prank, right? <laughs> um, again, are we pushing the boundaries? Probably. Is that a good thing? Yes. You know. Yeah. We, we want viral out of this, you know. This is what this is what you're doing now. Um, so yeah, this, you know, Annie's great, but is it going to get to the point where everything is uploaded is going to get, you know, reported and well, taken is down? It? I, just, I worry about that, mate. I worry about books being taken off the shelves, like you know, because people are in retrospect, people are well. talking about right. We need to remove all of Michael Jackson CDs. And it's like, what, are we then going to remove Lolita from all libraries? Because that's a book about paedophilia as well. And then we're then in a world then where we are banning art. And that's a totalitarian fucking dictatorship. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, mate. You know, we're just out here to make people laugh. And and the thing is, you know, you don't want to segregate people, right? Whoever it is, we all are human beings you all want to be seen That's what as, i think as one, well, the right? minute so, you label someone as different it's so, isolating them well there you go then so why aren't you know i allowed to do to be a transgender character because transgender characters exist yeah surely by and they me, also have senses of humor right you would well, hope this is the thing they, like, yeah, well, the message people. i've had but if i if i say well, i can't do that isn't that you know it's whitewashing comedy this, yeah it's, it's ridiculous yeah exactly <laughs> so i'm not going to stop doing any of that stuff good but it's um, it's just the time now, you know, like being a dad and yeah, with the businesses, you know, we spoke about earlier. Um, I would like to definitely film some more stuff. You know, hopefully we we'll get this this pilot's going to get picked up. But the, it's just time. This is I'm finding as you get older, you there's no time because you want to be a good dad. You want to, you know, the business is doing well. You want to be a good, good husband. Husband and you know, see, I'm in a fortunate position that I don't have a partner or kids <laughs> so it See, allows the, me to run around yeah, doing absolutely. podcasts and i do think that you know if you want to be a creative out on your own like you kind of have to just be out on your own for the first, like until you break do you know what i mean until you can I get it yeah establish yourself but uh, i guess we should wrap soon should we i'm just looking through what these looking notes through that i wrote because That's... i know you said don't but i just wanted to make sure i didn't <laughs> not cover anything That's... well we can always do a part two matey yeah, I mean, I'd love to come back. There's um, there's plenty more in the tank. This is what people say. You know, you're still filming. Yes, there's still. It just and takes. Where do people go if they want to get up to date with everything that's going so on? The you've Facebook, got the YouTube and the Facebook. The YouTube right? World and Edge. Yeah, that started. Um, we've been doing that for a while. World and Edge on YouTube, and the Facebook is just my name. It's just Nedge Dupre. D U P. And that is your real name, isn't it? Nedge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Nedge. Yeah, Nedge James Dupre. 
that's there's a massively well this is the adoption thing you know it's a yeah. huge story behind that maybe we leave that for another time yeah let's because, do that because Next um, time there's rec- i mean i it's a complicated thing i've got family in italy and stuff so it's 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 weird maybe that is another one yeah because we're just starting to look into that now oh really um so have you never met your biological parents before no so i'm looking into this now and um i did a well, charity ca- match with danny dyer recently yeah um a charity football game for this girl isla Caton, who's who's not been very well she's um quite a dear cause to my heart it's a west ham kind of thing and danny dyer was there and uh i was speaking to him about it he's because he did you know who do you think? Oh, I was like, fucking hell, mate. Yeah, give him a, give him a fucking bell, you know. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, this is, but maybe we leave that because it's sort of at the start of a, another journey, I find. Um, but it's exciting as well. But I, I, I think I might want to film it. Yeah, you definitely should. It's just if, sort of starting. For your own purposes, if nothing else. But I mean, mm. with anything like, all people I think want to see now, from, from my point of view at least, is something that's truthful and something that's emotive. Yeah, and it's real because there's so much bullshit on the box nowadays. I feel like that golden age of really emotive, personal television. Yeah, and this is certainly it. Is dying, and um, it's more, it's even weirder and more complicated than that. But I don't want to start this at the end because it's gonna. <laughs> and I can is... see the OCDs tweeting. Well, no, yeah, because it doesn't <laughs> cut right. You see, it's a teaser. It's a teaser. Let's tease that for part but There's two. plenty more. You know, there's loads going on. Yeah, look up the Facebook. I've, I've been really slack with it because we've been so busy um, with the other things. But yeah, things are happening. Still bubbling away. Um, all good. Yeah. Right on. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure. Thanks for the invite, mate. <laughs> You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain Too much love drives a man insane You broke my will, but what a thrill Goodness gracious, great balls of fire I let in love, but I thought it was funny You came along and moved me, honey I've changed my mind, this world is fine Goodness just great balls of fire Kisses, baby Mmm, feels good Hold me, baby. Well, I want to love you like I love the Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.